Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to wake up. It's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Come on! Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Stephen Langford in with you, 95.7 The Game, <laughs> as I just stumble over my words already, and we're not even 45 seconds into the show, but good morning, everybody. Maybe it was just because of that Warriors loss to the Suns last night. In 888 that's the text line and the phone number, of course. I would like you to weigh in if you watched any of that Warriors and Suns game. I'm not going to have the big picture story here. I'm not going to... I'm not going to do the show where I ask you, are you concerned about the Warriors in the regular season? Does this have implication on the playoffs? Are the Warriors, does it scare you that they're going to be possibly the two seed at the end of the year? I'm not going to do any of that today. What I want to focus on is the reaction to that game overall. What we tend to do after a loss like this when... The Warriors are 18 and 3 on the season and they haven't had a game where they've scored less than 100 points all year. First time after a quarter through the season they haven't scored 100 points. Think about that for a second. That's how spoiled we've been. But we also tend to do this overreaction thing and we focus so much on the Warriors team specifically and the mistakes that they made but with me today I just feel like after watching that game all I could do was give the Suns credit for how well they played the Warriors Yeah, I, I, I don't feel the need to criticize Kerr and his rotations uh, I don't feel the need to I mean, of course, Draymond and JTA, they need to be better. Both of them were turnover machines yesterday. But I also give the Phoenix Suns a lot of credit for the way that they defended, for their length, and just a respect for how deep their team is. It's no surprise that they've now won 17 straight games. Um, And if you want to go to yesterday and you want to pinpoint an exact 
moment. All you got to do is go to the middle of the fourth quarter with about 519 left. This is where Otto Porter Jr. ends up making just a, a small little mid-range jumper, a little floater. It was 92 to 91. 519 left. The Phoenix Suns get the ball in half court and the Warriors play some terrific defense on them. So good that they were switching and and doing all these different things. So good that it that it led the Suns into a shot clock violation and them turning the ball over. And that really was the story of the game. Uh, that was the story of the game yesterday. We'll we'll get to the turnovers in just a second. But from that moment on, you got about four fifty left, and this is the time when it's ninety two to ninety one. Okay, hey Steph. You've been having a cold shooting night. This is the time for you to turn it on. This is the time for you guys to play some good defense, get back into this game, and get the win. But on the opposite end, the Suns were playing such good defense on the Warriors that they were forcing Steph into bad shots. There was another moment where Draymond was possibly going to the hoop against Jay Crowder, but Jay Crowder read it perfectly. Mikhail Bridges and Chris Paul switching in sync in the fourth quarter. That's all you got to watch. If you if you didn't watch any of the game last night and you, for some reason, missed out on the most anticipated matchup uh, so far this season, not just with the Warriors, but within the NBA, if you did miss it for whatever reason, just go back and watch those final five minutes if you want to see uh, kind of the microcosm of that game, which was the defense of the Suns and the length of the Suns was were putting the Warriors in a position where they were getting erratic, turning the ball over, not really knowing what to do. I gotta get. I really do give the Suns a lot of credit, man. I mean, DeAndre Ayton was awesome last night, and that's just without even looking at the box score. DeAndre Ayton. You know, we're we're making so many comparisons about James Wiseman in hopes that he could turn into uh, DeAndre Ayton and all that. But in reality, that's a that's a that's a high expectation to put on James Wiseman already because DeAndre Ayton was fantastic. Now, if you just look at the box score, twenty four points on nineteen shots, but he also had eleven rebounds and a couple of assists and a couple of blocks and a steal. But he was also guarding Stephen Curry. One of those blocks came toward the end of the first half where somehow he realized that Steph was going to hit a step back three and he ended up getting the block and on the opposite end, the Suns were able to score from that. But it was just the defense that they were playing and when you look at the turnover numbers, the turnover numbers, if you're if you're going specifically by just the team stats, then the turnover numbers are what stood out because the Warriors... I mean, they had so many opportunities on the glass. They out-rebounded the Suns 51-35, uh, to 35, and they had 25 assists compared to the Suns' 28. So if you're looking at those numbers, the, the Suns did have 12 steals. But it's the turnover differential. 23 war- tur- turnovers for the Warriors compared to 13 for the Suns, and the Suns scored 19 points off of those turnovers. So that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. But I also think that that's a product of what the Suns were rolling out there defensively. They had a lot of depth on this team. I, I think that the Warriors have finally met their match after all this time. And, you know, it's not to say they've had the hardest schedule in the world. 
I mean, some of the good wins that we're talking about, the Lakers and the Clippers, those first two wins of the season, I mean, those were good wins. The one over the Hornets was a good win where they just thrashed them. But other teams that they play, you know, the teams like the Kings, the Thunder, uh, the Grizzlies are a good team, obviously. But then you got the Pelicans and uh, the Rockets. They, they they got that big win over the Hawks and then the Bulls, which was a good win. And then, of course, that win over the Nets. But then you got the Cavs, the Pistons, uh, uh, the Timberwolves, the Raptors, the Sixers when they were without Embiid. I mean, it's the, the, the Blazers, the, they really have not had to play teams of this caliber. And I thought the Suns, they were very well prepared for what the Warriors were doing. And that ended up leading to... One of the worst shooting, actually not one of, actually the worst shooting night of Steph Curry's career. 12 points on 21 shots, 3 of 14 from 3, and he only had a couple of assists on the day. And the thing with Steph and the way that they were playing him defensively is, you know, they were doing what other teams do, which is double teaming him, triple teaming him, blitzing him on the pick and roll, whatever it is. But also, they were able to switch back onto their guy. And if, for some reason, Steph was left one-on-one with somebody, well, the help defense was there at the appropriate time. Their IQ on defense was was just so high. I was very, very impressed. Very impressed. From the 415. Hello. <laughs> That's the greatest beginning to a text of all time. I love that. How about, yeah, how about all of you be a little more polite and open up your texts with a, hello, hi there, hey Steven, good morning Steven. Instead it's, you suck! Okay, anyway, 415, hello. That's great. Steph Curry did not have a bad shooting night. Mikhail Bridges put major defense on him. I've never seen anybody play defense like that on Steph. Hey, shout out to you, 415, I agree. I agree, but it was the worst shooting night statistically of his career. Now, a lot of that was on Mikhail Bridges. There were some open threes that he missed. And to be honest with you, I don't. I, I, if if Otto Porter and Jordan Poole didn't have the games that they were having and shooting from three the, the way that they were shooting it, I mean, overall, they were 10 of 20 from, from three, both of them. Jordan Poole had 28 points. He looked really good yesterday. And Otto Porter with 16 of his own. He was a plus 10 on the floor. And I actually think when you're looking at plus minuses and you have these losses, whenever someone's in the plus by that large of a margin, you know that they were actually good in the game. The only guys in the plus column for the Warriors were Otto Porter Jr. and uh, Gary Payton II. But man... I really give the Suns a lot of defense for the way that they played. Like, that's where I'm at this morning. That's where I'm at. DeAndre Ayton using his size. Chris Paul making a couple of the just, he's so deadly from the mid range. And, you know, I've seen, we've seen a couple of games this season where he just didn't even make a point in the first half. Uh, but this one, he didn't slow down. He was looking really good. Uh, Jay Crowder. Knocked down those two big threes uh, in within that five minute and nineteen second range. Like I mentioned, Devin Booker going out with the hamstring injury, and somehow they were still able to make up for it. And it's not bad when you got Cam Johnson, Javale McGee, Cameron Payne, Landry Shamit, and then you got Alfred Payton. I mean, Gary Payton the second. Did anyone see that on the dunk? When Alfred Payton's just like, nah, how do you want any part of that? I don't want any part of that. Gary Payton the second, you go GP two, young glove, you go up and you could dunk that. I'm not gonna get in your way. 
Uh, I'm not going to do it, but that is a deep team. Very deep team, and they're smart defensively, and they play well as a unit. Now, the Warriors have three more matchups with this team. One on Friday, one on the Christmas Day on December 25th. Maybe we'll see Clay and Wiseman back at that time. And then we'll see them on March 30th. And I guarantee you that that game on March 30th is going to be huge. This reminds me, at least with the way the season's been going right now, um, within the first quarter of the season, but this reminds me of the baseball season with the Giants and the Dodgers. At least within the National League. I'm not talking about the American League, but within the National League, it was those two teams and everybody else. And right now in the Western Conference, it seems to be the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns and everybody else. And we only get three more matchups with them. So, um, of course, you know, there would be a different team with Clay and possibly with James Wiseman back. And you certainly needed another big body on the floor. Nemanja Bialica just looked overwhelmed in that game. He did not look very – he just didn't look comfortable. Didn't look comfortable. In his 16 minutes on the floor, he only scored four points. Now, he had six rebounds and a couple of assists, but he also uh, turned the ball over as well. He looked he, he did not look good. Jonathan Kaminga, uh, St- uh, Steve Kerr just didn't feel the need to even put him into the game at all. JTA with five turnovers off the bench. That can't happen. Draymond Green, five turnovers. Hell, Jordan Poole turned the ball over, too. And there were... There, there were a couple of plays that really frustrated me, and I, I think it was there was one in the second and then one in the fourth. It was uh, Chris Chioza where the communication was not there between him and Steph, and it was really the exact same play, except the difference was Chio, the ball handler. It was Chioza, and then it was Draymond Green. And it was Steph Curry, looked like he was going to go toward the left wing, but instead he goes to the left corner, and they pass it to where they think Steph is going to go, out of bounds, turnover. That happened a couple of times. A lot of errant passes in this one, but I got to give the Suns a lot of credit for the way that they play defense and force them into those turnovers. That's where I'm at this morning. 888-957-9570. That's the text line and the phone number. If you want to weigh in on anything today, from the 707, I'm not going to read that text. That's way too early for that. From the 415, Suns is a good. Suns are a good team, if not for CP3 being so unlikable. From the 510, Stephen from Hercules, the Warriors will get a rebound win on Friday. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying good morning. It's very kind. From the 408, the Warriors beat themselves. The Suns did not beat us. Mark my words, on Friday, we will blow them out at home. All right, marking your words, 408. I have copied, I have pasted, I have put it in a Word document, and I will call you out on, fr- on uh, well, I guess I can't call you out on Friday. I'll call you out on Monday morning. <laughs> 408. If the if 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 they do not blow them out at home, I'm calling you out. If they don't blow them out at home, I'm blaming you. <laughs> For the 707, that Chioza guy needs to hit the pike. From the 707, nice guy, you called the painful crowd of three-pointers last night at the end. It happens every time. Death taxes Jay Crowder hitting the most frustrating three-pointer with five minutes left in the game. Happens every time. Doesn't matter what team it is. It doesn't, it, it doesn't even have to be the Warriors. It can be any team. He's been doing that since he was with the Jazz, when he was with the Heat, with everybody. That's the Jay Crowder special right there. All right, I've gone a little over time. 888 Would love to continue for you to weigh in. But on the other side, want to get to what Steve Kerr had to say at the podium. I thought he was 
really good with the way that he was uh, breaking down the Warriors' loss because they haven't had a loss like this yet. First time that they'd been held to under 100 points so far in this early NBA season. But Steve Kerr was very thoughtful, and I I thought, at the podium and and really explained in detail what went wrong. So we'll get to that next. Stephen Langford on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Step into the spotlight. Woo! (laughs) Everyone's like, what the hell are you doing, Stephen? I have one burning question here. After the Warriors have finally been held to 100 points, or under 100 points, rather, for the first time this season, as they fall to 18-3 and on the year, losing 104-96 to of the Phoenix Suns, I only have one burning question based off of this game. Should Kyle Shanahan start Trey Lance for the rest of the season? That's all I could think about. I'm just kidding. From the 415, the 415, you inspired that joke, which was terrible. Probably a swing and a miss. Can't tell. Nobody's in here. Don't know if it's funny. From the 415, good morning. Kerr should have put in Trey Lance. (laughs) Yeah, that was the rotation change that he needed to make. But if you're just tuning in right now, where I'm at after that after that loss is I I just can't help but give the Phoenix Suns credit. I, I, I can't. Because they were so good defensively, 
The Warriors turned the ball over a lot. 23 to 13. That was the turnover differential there from the Warriors to the Suns. 23 to 13. 10 turnovers more. That's a lot. But the depth that they had, I thought the Warriors actually played some pretty nice defense. Granted, they were without Devin Booker. Devin Booker randomly going out with the hamstring. I, I don't know what the prognosis is on him. I don't know if he's going to be playing when they do meet up again on Friday. But I thought overall the Warriors played some pretty good defense. Um, but the defense from the Suns was just too stifling and forcing the Warriors to make bad shots, make bad passes, all those different things. So I just give them a lot of credit this morning. And I know this is not... Phoenix Radio, and there are plenty of things that we could point to. I mean, Draymond does need to shoot the ball when he gets the opportunity. You could tell yesterday that he was kind of hesitant to do so. But there are also some moments where he was in a a spot where, you know, maybe he was overthinking it. Overthinking and not knowing what to do. Draymond is, you know, a very high IQ player. He knows what he's doing on the court. But sometimes when maybe he's trying to read and react... Well, the Suns were showing a lot of different looks and maybe confused Draymond at some points. We could pay attention to that. It was odd how there was a a moment where you had Steph Curry and Chris Chioza and Gary Payton II on the floor at the same time when you're going up against a team who has as much length and size as the Phoenix Suns do because the Suns don't necessarily have that small of a lineup. Um, but if you're looking at if you're looking at Jordan Poole and Otto Porter Jr. and how well they shot the ball, ten of twenty combined uh, from the three point line, they were awesome. But take that away, the Warriors just did not look very good. Now, um, Kevon Looney, I thought looked good within the fir- in the first quarter. But then toward the second half and the back half of it, you could tell that the Suns were starting to, to starting to wear him out. Andrew Wiggins was questionable during the day with back spasms. He ended up playing that night. I wonder if that had anything to do with his poor shooting night. He only shot 1-3, which is pretty uncharacteristic of Wiggins, even though he did get 10 points. But he shot the ball 12 times, and he only rebounded three times with a couple of assists and a steal and a block. He was doing okay defensively, but I do wonder if that um, I, I do wonder if that it impacted him on offense. But I thought, I thought Steve Kerr was awesome at the podium yesterday in explaining their offensive struggles in this game because when you're shooting 41% overall compared to the Suns who were shooting 49.4 so you can you know you can round that back down to 49 or you can round it up to 50 depending on who you are um but when you're shooting 41% from 3 you turn the ball over 23 times and you only shoot 35% from three. There's clearly something wrong offensively there. And here's what Steve Kerr had to say when it came to the offensive struggles in this game. We had plays where we were, instead of coming down and just making the jump stop and finding the open guy, we were just in a rush, you know, making passes on the move where uh, we didn't even have the option to, to stop and assess what was going on. So because we're, we're in a rush, you know, we, we start making some passes that we can't pull back. And now all of a sudden they get into a passing lane and we're throwing the ball out of bounds and they're stealing. So, you know, the 23 turnovers, uh, it felt like a lot of them were because we were in a rush. And, um, you know, we've, we've got to show more poise. We've got to uh, execute better. Um, and we'll look at the film and it's uh, probably a good 
um, for us to go through this game, especially early in the season, uh, because it's a good reminder that you know we're going to have to get a lot better. And I love the way that he explained it there. Just in too much of a rush, and that's what it felt like. I haven't really seen Steph get stifled this season. It's very rare when you see Steph, you know, just jacking up threes when he probably shouldn't, or when Draymond is. I mean, Draymond, you know, it's it's you're you're going to get at least one bad pass a game by Draymond Green. But when you see those guys look befuddled and. Like Steve Kerr says, in a rush, you got to give the Suns a lot of credit defensively for what they were doing. But I love the way that Kerr explained it there because there were multiple times, I mean, held toward the end of the first half or, again, like I mentioned at the beginning of the, at the, beginning of the show, all you got to do if you didn't watch any of that game last night, all you got to do is go to the fourth quarter and watch it at the point when it's 92-91 to 91 and Otto Porter Jr. makes a floater and the Warriors force the Suns into a turnover. So it's 92-91, to 91 and the Warriors have the ball. You're thinking this is the time where they got to start scoring. they got to ramp it up here if they want to have any chance. But they were rushing everything. And the Suns, they were switching. They were in sync. Mikhail Bridges was all over Steph, um, at least in that fourth quarter, because they were they were they were switching. I mean, even DeAndre Ayton was on Steph at some points in that game. Jay Crowder was on him too, um, but it didn't seem like anything that he could do off ball was really taking the Suns by surprise. The Suns looked like a prepared team, a very well prepared team, and it's no mistake that they have 17 straight wins. And do I think this is going to be a different game on Friday? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I do think you're going to see another good defensive showing by both teams, especially if Devin Booker can't go uh, with the hamstring. But if you want one, I, I like how someone here on the text line put it, if you had one, if this was a litmus test for the Warriors, this would be the one. If you had to choose one game that's a litmus test for the future, because they need to make an adjustment. And kind of like with playoff basketball, maybe you have a couple of days off in order to make that adjustment. And I know we're a quarter of the way into the season, so it's nowhere near playoff basketball, and the intensity, everything with playoffs is totally different, as we all know. But they are going to have to make some sort of adjustment before Friday if they want to stack another win uh, on the record there and put themselves on the top of the Western Conference. Now, I'm not going to even take too much stock into it if they lose too straight because they do play each other again on Christmas Day. And if they lose again to the Suns on Christmas Day, that's when I'll start to look at this a little differently because possibly by then you could have Clay Thompson and he could have helped change that game last night. That was another thing. The first time so far this season where I thought instead of as I've been a broken record about this on the show instead of saying damn we need Clay Thompson normally for the entirety of the season it's just been oh man can you imagine when Clay Thompson's back in this lineup can you ha- can you imagine how much more that these warriors are going to beat these teams can you can, I, can you can you imagine how much worse it's going to get for the opposition But for the first time this season, I looked on the floor last night and I said, damn, they could have used Klay Thompson last night. They needed a guy like Klay Thompson last night. Like, that was the first time I've said that in a a while. But they got three more matchups with them, one on Friday, one Christmas Day, and then one on March 30th. 
And I can't wait for that March 30th game. But there were just so many errant passes in this one from guys like Draymond Green. Juan Toscano-Anderson just looked overwhelmed. And, 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 and that was really the story of it. And here's what uh, Draymond Green had to say with the passing and the turnovers and, and, and why the game turned out the way it did. Uh, I think overpassing, um, you know, when you have a when you have a team that's switching like that and kind of fanning out to the uh, to the three point line, or the kickout sign always there. a little overpassing, and then we were also in a rush. Uh, we were spread up, but like I said, you got to give our defense some credit for that. You know, they did a great job of pressuring and speeding us up. So you know, if we can, um, which I know we can, challenge that pressure, still get into what we want to get into, still move the ball, still make sure we're moving bodies. I will come back on some of it. So that was Draymond Green there, and, and and really it was just overpassing. And I, I think he can, you know, I think he can pinpoint himself there, where it's just sometimes he was passing up an okay shot that he could have possibly taken, and then just forcing it into a turnover. That's the one thing we've been talking about with Draymond Green ever since last year, and I got ripped for it on the text line because. Everyone thinks that when I say I want Draymond Green to shoot more, everyone thinks that I'm saying, hey, you need to take seven first-half threes like Jonas Valanciunas did the other night for the Pelicans. It's not saying that, but it's saying, hey, you can take three to four three-pointers a game if you have an open look instead of possibly trying to force a pass that isn't there and then creating a turnover, which is what happened last night. We haven't seen that from Draymond Green really too much this season. He's been be- He's been aggressive. Um, I, I really liked what he's done, but overwhelmed is the word that I'm going to consistently use because I think that's exactly what the Warriors looked like last night while the Suns were just very well prepared. Very well prepared. From the 574, I like this mindset. If there was ever a good loss, this is it. I think the Warriors are going to benefit from this humbling loss and grow substantially because of it. From the 510, FCP3 of the Suns, the Dubs will smash them back at Chase this Friday. Love that too. From the 831, Curry won't play any worse the next Suns matchup at Chase, and they'll blow them off the court. You know, going to be hard to imagine that Steph Curry would have two games in a row where he'd have his worst shooting night of his career, because that's what we saw last night. Four of 21, 12 points. That was the worst that we've ever seen from Steph Curry. That's what that game was last night. The Warriors scored less than 100 points for the first time this season, and we had the worst ever shooting night from Stephen Curry. And somehow, they were only down 92-91 to with five minutes left in the game, and they still have a chance. I mean, it, it, that tells you that the defense was there, and there are a couple of other factors. I mean, Devin Booker not being in, but Otto Porter Jr. and Jordan Poole making up for it. Need more from Bielitsa in these games? Uh, because he's one of your only big men that you have besides Kavon Looney, and he did not look good last night. Um, maybe I'd would, I would have liked to have seen Kaminga in there, but it was a huge game, and I, I, I don't know. I, I can't confidently say that Kaminga would have had some sort of breakout game for his rookie season if he would have played in, in, in last night's game. Andrew Wiggins you know, was questionable with the back spasms and was not looking good offensively, just didn't look confident. But JTA, again, the turnovers. He had five turnovers in his 13 minutes on the court. That's not good. Now, you're not going to be seeing that again, I think, at Chase Center on Friday. I think they'll make the necessary adjustments. But, damn, I just give the Suns a lot of credit. A lot of credit for the way that they played. DeAndre Ayton looked fantastic. There were multiple times where 
somehow he grabbed the offensive rebound as it's going out of bounds, and as he's falling over, is able to jump in the air, make sure that he's not touching the floor out of bounds, and getting the pass off and then creating another shot for the Suns. I thought Aiton was awesome yesterday. Mikhail Bridges was awesome. Chris Paul was doing Chris Paul things. It's a very deep team they got with the Phoenix Suns. And if the Warriors and the Suns end up meeting somewhere along the way in the playoffs, I will not be mad at it. But I'm looking forward to that Christmas Day game, but damn. And and, and like Clay Thompson says, Clay Thompson says that he doesn't like to say he can't wait for something because he doesn't like to take, his, take himself out of the present. But I want to say that I can't wait for that March 30th game when the Warriors are playing the Suns. I can't wait for that. Because that's going to be their final matchup toward the end of the season. And I feel like there's going to be some implications uh, by that time. Can't wait for that matchup. But it was a good... It was a good first bat, uh, first game. Um, you know, the Warriors for, for the first time this season, it feels like, actually faced some adversity. Didn't score 100 points, and they faced a good team. I just want to see another high-level basketball game uh, on Friday. That's really what I want to see is these two teams playing to the best of their ability because when you just step back and you're a sports fan, that's really what you want to see at the end of the day. Of course, you'd want to see your team win, but you want to see their your own team play as best as they can, and we did not see the best of the Warriors last night. It feels like, uh, at least defensively, we saw the best of what the Suns can provide. So I'm, I'm excited for the matchup on Friday. Can't wait for Christmas Day. Can't wait for March 30th. All these matchups with the Suns are going to be fun to watch. All right, we'll continue to talk about this on the other side at 888 That's the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in. Hell! I mean, they were also missing Andre Iguodala. He was a huge piece on that. Uh, he's been a huge piece on the bench for them just as far as being a leader. They were missing him yesterday, too. There was some that went against the Warriors, but after all, uh, Devin Booker went out with the hamstring. Devin Booker went out with the hamstring. How much worse can it get for the Suns there uh, when your best player goes down uh, in the first half? All right. That's all coming up. Hit the text line. Hit the phone number if you want. Again, 888-957-9570. It's Stephen Langford on the pregame show. 95.7 The Game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stephen Langford in with you. It is the pregame show. Now we got Dre and Lamore on hold, and he wants to talk some Warriors at 888-957-9570. If you want to be like Dre and you want to get on the phone line, feel free to call that number because we are going to talk about Warriors the rest of the show. But if you listen to yesterday's show, I want to bring this up real quick because I just saw this. But if you listen to yesterday's show at all, as I was previewing Warriors Suns, I was kind of making fun of the Rockets versus Thunder game because, you know, we had Warriors Suns, the most anticipated regular season game of the year. And then you got the Rockets and the Thunder who everyone considers to be tanking within the Western Conference. And this was the sound clip I played multiple times yesterday because there was a moment where Kevin Porter Jr., their young guard, was on his way to a triple-double. He missed one in the pre- in the game previous. So he had an opportunity to get a, t- a triple-double against the Thunder, and he just needed one rebound to get it. And this is what the Rockets did to help Kevin Porter Jr. But hatch off to Coach Silas. It's a small victory, but a large one in, you know, creating confidence for these young guys. Oh, oh no, no, go get the ball! Get the ball. 
It's like, Go get the ball! They just let it, let it drop, and Kevin picked it up. How about Shingu just tipping that rebound to Porter Jr.? So it counted as a triple-double yesterday. We're all happy about it, right? We're all happy about it. And if you're just getting into your car at 5.42 in the morning right now, I just need to bring this up before we get back to the Warriors. But Kevin Porter Jr. had the triple-double. And last night got the report from Zach Lowe, uh, NBA reporter for ESPN. After review, league confirms that Kevin Porter Jr.'s 10th rebound last night, with one minute left to clinch Porter's triple-double, will instead be credited to Alperen Shengun as a controlled tip. Shengun plus teammates were trying to help Porter get the triple-double. So that triple-double doesn't even count. Nine rebounds. Wow. <laughs> poor, poor Kevin Porter Jr. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. All right, let's get back to the Warriors. And I've said this twice on the show, once per segment, but if you didn't watch the game last night because you had to wake up early, you had the graveyard shift, whatever it is, and you just didn't have time, just go back and watch from 519 on and watch the defense that the Suns was playing on the Warriors, which ended in a Landry Shamit dagger three. Bouncing on the right side. Holds off Porter, gets him on a hip. Pass over to Shamit. It's a three. There's your ball game. They only scored one point up until Shamit had hit that three from the final five minutes. Only one point, and that was on the technical that was provided to, uh, that was given to Monty Williams, the Suns head coach, because he was yelling at the ref, and then Steph knocked down that technical. That was the only point they got in the final five minutes and 19 seconds in that game. But I give the Suns a lot of credit for the way they played. But again, 888 That's the text line and the phone number. We do have Dre and Lamore on the line. What's going on, Dre? Oh, I just driving to work. Um, I was a little upset last night, but, you know. Yeah. You can't win them all. I believe the Warriors will strike back at home. Way too many turnovers last night. Way too many. At one point in the second half, they only had one or two. And then I think it was right about that time he said, five minutes left, they started throwing the ball away again. I just I didn't understand it. It happens. It's the Suns, you got to give their give them credit. They played a good defensive game. And uh, Booker was out. I mean, that's their best score. Godawa being out was big for us, but I think it was more had effect that team more than ours. So it's kind of a bad loss with Booker being out there. We should have been able to take that. Hey, Jordan Poole stepped up last night. He looked good. The Warriors' defense looked good for most of the game, but just not at the end. Uh, they got time to turn that around. Hey, the two best teams in the NBA. Let's see what happens Friday night, Mr. Langford. I appreciate the phone call, Mr. Dre from Labor. I, I think that it was... And, and and that's exactly what it was. It was two of the best teams in the NBA going at it, and it just so happened that one of the teams got the best of the other. You know, we didn't see a, a game where the Warriors played their best brand of basketball. And I do credit the Suns for putting them in that position. The way that they were switching on defense. Mikhail Bridges is awesome. Awesome. He's a, he, uh, he's a fun young player to watch, and he doesn't even need to score the basketball. Like, that dude can give you, you know, 20 to 25 points on any given night, but he's going to get it done defensively. 
You know, it's it's. Uh, uh, I was seeing actually some comparisons earlier. Mikhail Bridges at that young of a as that young of a player, he's what you know they wanted maybe an Andrew Wiggins type to be, which was you know lengthy two way guy. The communication that Bridges has, by the way, if you just watch the Suns at all. The communication that he has on defense when it comes to switching on guys. Like, that's what they're so good at, the Phoenix Suns. When you got guys like Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton, who's turned into a very smart player as well, and Drake, Jay Crowder, when you got those four guys on the court, even without, when you got those four guys on the court, even without Devin Booker, that's a good defensive team right there. And they were able to stifle the Warriors and make them uh, have bad pa- make them make bad passes and make turnovers, cause turnovers. It was a very well-played game by the Suns last night, I thought. Whew. From the 415, I think Iggy is scheduled to come back in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, I think so, 415. I think so. From the 415 also, when you play 82, you lay an egg every now and then. Also from the 415, damn, a lot of 415 numbers today. All their losses were winnable. Didn't think I would say this. Could have used Damian Lee. I don't I, I don't know about that. Maybe. Maybe Damian Lee could have provided some scoring, but I don't know what he really would have done in the closing minutes. I mean, he he has been a guy that he has been a part of that closing lineup. Maybe they could have used Damian Lee at that time. He has been knocking down some clutch threes uh, when they need it. He could have been used offensively last night. I, I actually I I agree with you there. From the five seven four, I'd rather have Draymond Green miss a free throw than throw it out of bounds. And from the eight three one, Curry won't play any worse next Suns matchup at Chase, and they will blow them off the court. I already read that one. Whoo! There are a lot of texts to read here. A lot of texts to read here today. But um, I'm with you with Draymond Green, though. I think that was an issue last night as well. Because when Steph is having an off shooting night, he needs to get help from somewhere, and Draymond didn't have a single three point attempt. From the starting unit, from your backcourt, you had 26 threes that were shot. 26 from their backcourt, and they only knocked down nine of them. That's Steph Curry and Jordan Poole, and Jordan Poole had had six of those, six out of the nine. But Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, now obviously Kevon Looney, you're not going to have him shoot any threes, but Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins, they combined for one, and that was because of the three that Andrew Wiggins shot. And he only had 10 points on the day. I, they had some open looks, and they just decided to pass the ball off because of what the Suns were doing. I, I give the Suns a lot of credit, but you know you do need those other guys to... It, it's the most obvious statement in the world, but when Steph is having as cold of a shooting night as he is, just not looking the same, not looking comfortable, the other guys have to... they they got to provide something. they got to provide something. From the 5-1-0. It's a great way for the Warriors coaching to scout how Phoenix will play them. They barbecue. They 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 barbecue. They BBQ. I, I don't. They BBQ. I'll be more prepared Friday. Five one zero. Are you talking to text? You talking to text? Five one zero. That tends to happen a lot. Tends to happen a lot. But here's what Steve Kerr had to say about the atmosphere in Phoenix because that was an enjoyable part. Enjoyable part of that game, especially after the end of the first quarter, when really they were going back and forth. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch the Suns Arena going crazy the way that it was. It just goes to show the impact that that game had on the fan base. Here's what Steve Kerr had to say about the atmosphere. It was a great crowd. Everybody was up and fired up. and It, 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 it was really, really fun to, uh, 
feel that atmosphere in that environment. And uh, you know, I thought, uh, I thought for the most part, we, we competed well and hung in there. I mean, we were right there until the final few minutes and, and had our chances, despite the fact that uh, it's obviously a you know, very poor night for us uh, offensively. So, but I give them credit. They were the better team. They deserved to win. Their home crowd was great, uh, but you know, fun to be back in this type of atmosphere. And then Steve Kerr continued talking about what they need to work on before Friday. We'll have to put together a better plan, but this is uh, this is kind of what it's about, you know. At the very top level of competition in this league, it's going to be hard. It's supposed to be hard, and uh, and they're Phoenix's great team, you know. They went to the finals last year, won the West, so you know, good good measuring stick. For us, like I said, we were right there the whole way with them, um, despite missing a bunch of guys and not shooting well. Um, so a lot to feel good about and a lot to get better with. And I think that you can make the assumption right now that... or. <laughs> When you're seeing these two teams play and you're, you're seeing them go against the defending Western Conference champs, I think that we can at least agree here because there would be two different ways that we're talking about this Suns team. There would be two different ways because they'd won 16 straight going into that game. There would be two different ways that we'd, we'd be talking about it. If the Warriors would have won, then we probably would have been saying the Suns aren't on the Warriors level they're not ready. The, the 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 Warriors are easily the best team in the Western Conference and in that the NBA. But I think what last night proved was the Warriors are not alone. That's what that's what that game showed me last night. It didn't have any implications on the playoffs. We still got a long season to go and they still got three more games against the Suns. But it feels like the way that we've been talking about this Warriors team for uh, for for really the entire season, for the quarter of the season, it's that nobody is on their level. But now we found someone that's on their level. We have, you know. I mean, and the the Nets could be there. The Nets could be there, but they had an off shooting night when 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 they were playing. Um, James Harden didn't look like the same dude. I don't know. The Bulls are right there within the Eastern Conference, but they didn't look like they could they could compete with the Warriors' depth. Warriors have that they have that they have that opponent now. They got that other team that is at least in their category, which is a team who has depth and can play well on defense and as well on offense. From the 6-5-0, look at it this way. Curry has an off night and we hung in there till the end. If Curry makes a few, we win, not worried. But the the counter argument to that 6-5-0 is well, the Suns didn't have Devin Booker for a majority of the game. Suns didn't have Devin Booker for any of the second half. He was just gone, which was a surprise, just a just super random. You saw him get up and grimace after that, uh, after he went to the rim for that layup, and then when he went back to the bench, didn't know that he'd just be out for the game. And Ali LaForce is on TNT and just says on the broadcast, "Yeah, Devin Booker's out." It's like, damn. Okay, but um, you know, Curry had an off shooting night, his worst shooting night of his career, just because of the way they played defense. And that's really where um, I give the credit. And I want to play this one more time from Kerr because I think this is just such an eloquent way to put it. Um, but this is why he feels that they were just stifled on offense. We had plays where we were, instead of coming down and just making the jump stop and finding the open guy, we were just in a rush, you know, making passes on the move where uh, we didn't even have the option 
to, to stop and assess what was going on. So because we're, we're in a rush, you know, we, we start making some passes that we can't pull back. And now all of a sudden they get into a passing lane and we're throwing the ball out of bounds and they're stealing. It. So, you know, the 23 turnovers, uh, it felt like a lot of them were because we were in a rush and, um, you know, we've, we've got to show more poise. We've got to uh, execute better. Um, and we'll look at the film and it's uh, probably good um, for us to go through this game, especially early in the season, uh, because it's a good reminder that, you know, we're going to have to get a lot better. The opposing teams that they faced, and I'm not going to do the Warriors haven't played any good teams thing with the with the schedule, but I will say that the Warriors haven't played really any good defensive teams. A lot of the teams that they've played so far this season, they can get it going on offense, and um, that's why I think the defensive rating for the Warriors, the fact that they've been the best statistically in the NBA, has been so impressive because these teams that they have faced, they can get it going on offense. But defensively, they hadn't played a team like the Suns yet. And the expectation when Curry moves off ball, the whole point of it is to confuse the defense. Have them switch but also have them switch a little too much, which leaves an opening for possibly another player. And you actually saw that happen uh, with the bench unit. The bench unit for the Warriors um, was really good, I thought, uh, at least when they came in when Steph Curry was gone and um, you know those times toward the end of the first quarter and then um, for a little portion of that second quarter as well. I thought this, uh, the, the bench was fantastic. But when it came to just Draymond and Steph running their own game where it's just Draymond running the point, you know, waiting to uh, waiting for that split action and waiting for the play to open up. It didn't open up. It didn't open up last night. The Suns were able to read everything that the Warriors were doing, and they were so well prepared for this game. I can't say that enough. They, they understood the assignment. <laughs> That's the saying now. That's the new thing on social media. They understood the assignment. They they certainly did, and and they and they took advantage of uh, what the Warriors uh, were doing. But they got another matchup on Friday. We'll see how that goes. I'm not sure if Andre Iguodala is going to be back. Um, but I also I also think though that the because we're, we're, I got a text here from the. From the 510, we lost because Steph choked. Nobody will ever criticize this man. It's ridiculous. That's from the 510. Okay, Steph choked. Fine. You happy now, 510? You really want me to say that? Because that's not true. If I, I mean, you, you can't you can't be a, a radio host that tries to be well balanced and then not just give the other team credit. We're so quick to judge our own team because that's who we're paying attention to, and we don't want to give the other team credit for what they did. I give the other team credit for the way that they played Steph, leading him to the worst shooting night of his career. Uh, but from the five seven four four, my concern is whether Jordan Poole will be able to put up quality minutes when Clay Thompson returns. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that. All I'm seeing is a lot of how excited everyone is for uh, James Wiseman to come back, and that's my biggest concern right there. Because everyone's expecting, oh, you're just going to get a great big man off the bench, and you know James Wiseman is, if we had him in that game, we could have won that one last night. See, I, I, I don't buy that hypothetical just yet. 
because this dude's gone through so much adversity and it's adversity and it's not his fault in his development with the NBA. It's not his fault um, with everything that happened in college and the fact that the NCAA was being unfair toward Memphis and Penny Hardaway and that whole situation. It's not, you know, his fault that he couldn't have a training camp because we were in a pandemic year. It's not his fault that he ended up getting hurt toward the end of the season and couldn't really train until now. I, I just don't know what kind of player he's going to look like. I know what Clay's going to look like when he comes back, which is a guy who can be moving off ball, but he's going to knock down spot-up threes. I don't know if he's going to be the same defender. My concern isn't with Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole and how that's going to work out. I actually think that's going to be a pretty smooth transition. But having another big man off the bench in James Wiseman that can make some impactful that can have some impactful minutes, that's the one thing that I'm questioning. Because everyone, I, I'm see, I'm seeing so much of it, and I'm not trying to be down on Wiseman, but the dude has not had a conventional development as a as a young player. He just hasn't. So I wonder what's going to happen there. From the five one zero, Steph came dressed like Westbrook, then shot like Westbrook. LOL. That's from Zucci Main, and he actually spelled it Westbrook. I didn't see Steph's fit yesterday. Damn. I, would, I, I have like 20 seconds left in the show. I wish I could look that up in time. Maybe you're right, Tucci, man. I'm going to look that up, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll hit you back. I'll hit you back. I'll hit you back tomorrow. Give another shot. Give another shot. Give Homeck another shot. Coming up next, Morning Roast with Bonte Hill and Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky, as that was just such an awkward transition. However, today is the day for Major League Baseball where it's the deadline to submit the collective bargaining agreement and you could very well in these next after these next 3 hours you could see major league baseball in a lockout because there wasn't an agreement between baseball and the players association so stay tuned for that 3 hours from now i mean this is a this is a very interesting time within major league baseball t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.